Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Like she's from Derry, so she had that Derry accent and she was found out live on television, not live, but recorded, you know, accidentally said a real date of birth. She goes, oh, what did I say? Did I say 85? Oh, I'm in 87. Oh, no, I'm in 83. (laughs) It was fucking brilliant. that's the shit you Google? That's the stuff I Google. Welcome to Chickstree. Welcome to Chickstree, your podcast about chicks in history. You don't need any other podcast. This is the one. This is the only one to get all your chicks news right yep. here, right now. Welcome. We'll talk about um, us as chicks in history. Yesterday, oh. uh, we went on a, a road trip down south to Port Arlington. God, as we nice. like to call it Port Arlington because yeah, it's one not word. two words. Um, I did have a I DM after I did a story on it and I had a DM from a couple of people from there and said, oh, we're from Port Arlington. I hope you enjoyed yourself, that kind of mm. thing. And one woman mm. said, I can't stop laughing at how you've all pronounced um, Port Arlington and I will be pronouncing it like this for the rest of my life and yes. I'm from here. Port Arlington. Port Arlington. Port Arlington. Well, Gabordic bird. Gabordic And you know what else? If you lived in Port Arlington, I, um, I went to write it today mm. to transfer some money and I, and I put it as a reference, whatever, boring. And iPhone corrects it to two words. So imagine if you lived there. I mean, I guess your phone would learn, wouldn't it, after time? Well, you'd want to. I mean, the world is just telling them there should be something else and they're not. They're one word and they're proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But God, it was a good day. It was beautiful. It was. It was a really lovely day. And um, we drove down together with our Sammy who yeah. held Pete on his lap on the way down and Annie was on the phone to the new real estate agent for I reckon about maybe five hours you were it on the phone the, to her? No, it was it was the it was the internet. And um I'll write the internet and yeah, then um yeah. you were like at one point you've gone Can I smell has, has he done a poo and Pete's, and and Sam goes, oh, he's done a pop off, and I went, no, he hasn't. He's done a shit on you. He goes, he no, and I said, it falls out of his bum. Yeah. he's a little, he's a little incontinent, continent when it comes to his poo poos. Yeah, and look, that's fine. I'm not going to put him down because of it. Oh, we no. just learned to live with it. And Sam, you know, he learns to live with it. <laughs> he was like. The look in his face was like, is, is this for real? Shitting on me? And I'm like, look, it would have fallen to the side. You may have, and he's always quite hard poo. So yeah, they're just if there is any, it would have just skimmed your shorts. And yeah. then it reminded me of the time that Bev spewed on him. He said, I think she's going to spew. And I went, no, she doesn't yeah. really do that. And then she spewed on him. And um, he had to go the rest of the trip to Ballarat with um, wet yeah. pants and, oh. and Bev's still sitting on him. Beautiful. Like, oh. This is why I always offer people a towel. Yep. 
I know. Always take the towel, people. If an, if someone offers you a towel to hold your dog, take it. <laughs> There's a reason. I know we should have offered him a towel, poor thing. I do, it does remind me of um, where I stayed up at a friend's place with um, with our friend Matt and Pete decided he was going to sleep with Matt all night and I was like, Aww. okay, that's fine, that's good. And I thought at what point do I warn him that he yeah. might throughout the night do a little, uh, leave a little nugget and I thought, oh, and anyway, they'd gone to bed and I couldn't, it was all, it was done. The, the, the deal was done. I thought we're just going to have to deal with it in the morning. And I woke up in the morning and I went into the bedroom and I thought Matt was still asleep and I snuck in with some toilet paper and I just went to like, and he woke oh, up and he's oh, like, no. morning. And I, and I went, oh, 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 morning. I said, I'm just picking up a little nugget. He goes, did Pete shit on the bed? And I went. Mm, always you may have you may have I said yeah. don't worry I've got it I've got it I've cleaned it up go back to sleep it's all good <laughs> yeah you, you can sleep easily after that conversation mm. he's he's um he's not in a routine of, of no, doing them outside his routine's all over the shop and it's only it's happened since COVID so it's a COVID yeah yeah it's a COVID thing and it's behavioral I've been to the vet our vets said you know there's nothing wrong with him he yeah they do the um, that um they do the fink, the sphincter test, sphincter, the yeah. quench test with the finger. Oh, it's great finger. I've been watching a really good show this week. Oh, what is it? It's called Minx. Have you started it? What's it on? Oh, it's on Netflix, I think. It's really cool. It's like set in the seventies, and it's about a woman who wants to start a, a female matriarchal feminist magazine. Oh, yeah, I've seen the, yeah, yeah. It's really good and. Um, yeah, that does look good. It is good. Yeah, and there's lots of little moments in it, like little kind of woke moments, but it's so, it's done so well. Like if you compare that to like say yeah. Sex in the City or just the way that they tried to infiltrate, you know, like put, the way they tried to put in sort of all those issues, you know, around. Yeah feminism and whatever this is just done so well like it's you know the cat calling and the just why is that okay and then yeah they stay you know she ends up um going and pitching her idea at this big mm. seminar thing her magazine called yeah. the mate the matriarch awakens <laughs> and she pitches it and obviously everyone says no and then she meets a guy who does uh like female yeah. titty magazines yeah. in the line and they end up kind of working together and what they create is is really cool. Like it's actually, you know, it goes through the kind of first um, male centrefold when Cosmopolitan had yep. um, the first male centrefold who was Jack Thompson. No, the American one. Um, oh, right, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. So, yeah, they kind of show all that. It's really, yeah, it's it's really um, done really well and she's yeah. great. She's a great actress. So it's real. I don't I don't know because the magazine's not real. I don't think there was a magazine called Minx. No. Um, we'd know about that. We'd we? know about that. So I think it's just what would happen if mm. there was a female kind of version of, mm. um, you know, Playboy. Playboy. Yeah. 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 Uh, what about you? What have you been watching? Who's that? Oh, there's people. I can see them. I've just been watching Maths this week, really, and oh, Byron Bay's oh, and um, My Gilded Age still. Yeah. 
Yes, you're on the same. You've just so you kept still nice the same. and loyal. We said we were going to watch something and talk about it this week. Oh, yeah, the Women of Steel documentary. Did you watch oh, it? I didn't. No, I completely forgot. Okay. I completely forgot. Um, I haven't had a lot of time this week to even watch anything else. Oh, and I'm, I still watch Survivor the day after. Mm, okay. So, um, and I'm finding that I'm, I, I'm finding that hard to fit in. But um, and my friend does a podcast where he um, or articles where he interviews the the ones who've been evicted from the tribe and he always texts me the next day and says, I'm just doing an interview with, with um, Jesse. I'm like, no. oh, Damn you it. did it again. Stop doing it. And he goes, oh, you still haven't watched it. I'm like, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, you got to tell him to hold off so on those. I have. Doesn't. Spoiler alert. Stop it, Benjamin. Ooh, anyway, dear. so yeah, no, nothing really, nothing um, of. Do we want to talk about maths, or we just feel like, oh, there's just so much God. shit going on in that show, and this year, you know, the misogyny is now internalized. Mm. So, you know, we had dreadful misogyny last year with Bryce and Jason and all of that shit, and this year we have Olivia and Tamara and Sam absolutely slut shaming. Dominica, mm. and um, you know the only good thing that comes out of maths is our new awareness and our discussions that are happening. Yeah, you know, they're happening everywhere. Everyone that watches it is so appalled by the behaviour that we're seeing, and the um, that's a really good thing, I think, because people are becoming really savvy with what mm. the terms are and what we're um, supposed to be as women and men treating each other yeah. with respect. I think um, something that really, you know, Olivia obviously is an abhorrent human mm. and her um, exit, in not exit, sorry, her um, interviews with all the press just doubled down, you know, said yeah. what she thought they wanted to hear. Oh, I feel awful, you know, but double down on the edit mm. blame and the you'll see there's more to come. But what really bothered me this week was um, Selena going to Cody's home and some 30-something-year-old men living together in absolute cum den. Um, God, I hate that word. Well, that's what it is, isn't it? Mm. I mean, if they, if you turn the lights out oh. and put a blue light across there, what oh, do you think you'd see? God, yuck. I mean, just what you could see with a light on was so disgusting mm. that it really bothers me that um, men live like that and that they allow women to come back to their homes. And this is the kind of thing that used to happen to me, that this man who would invite you back to their hovel would have the audacity to tell you what was wrong with your body. Yeah. Or what was wrong or that that you were just to them something to have sex with and then throw away, mm. just like the banana peel in the bin, mm. you know, and that we allowed that so often. Yeah. You know, I certainly did. I would excuse these things. I would try to, you know, look past these things instead of going, I'm too good for you. Yeah. I'm too good for this situation. Yeah. You're disgusting and I'm leaving and you're not getting a head job. 
because you've probably got dick cheese because if Yuck. this is anything to go by oh. you can't clean yourself properly this has really triggered you hasn't it yeah yeah it really because it doesn't I didn't get that same reaction and I get it I've been to guys houses before where you're like this is gross like you are mm-hmm. gross but I don't know I just kind of I mean probably not this might be a, a um, symptom of like accepting that that's just a boy's behaviour. That I just you just go well, kind of that's expect boys it. Boys will be boys, yeah. yeah. And it's it's just we've got to stop ex- ex- accepting, accepting it, it. Just yeah. accepting it. We've got to stop. We've got to yeah. because you know if they can't um, respect themselves in the area mm. that they live in, yeah, um, is one thing. But yeah. The fact that he had her over and men have women over and they disrespect you in the same way mm. that they can't, they don't even think that you're worth enough yeah. to yeah. clean up, put the rubbish out. Mm. But that would have all been state. Like, I mean, they would have had the choice about, you know, whose house or whatever. I mean, she lives, still mm. lives with her parents, doesn't she? So, mm. but, mm. you know, that all would have been, I mean, they would have said, don't clean up, don't do anything, yeah, yeah, leave do it like as, that. Exactly as you are. Like, just don't change a thing. Yeah. But that, it wasn't set up. That was their home. And that's that's happening all the time. Mm. I mean, I just like that there was a highlight of that, that, you know, it's like, Guys, you can go to Kmart. There are such cheap things, you know. Mm-hmm. This is not first home out. I mean, maybe it is. People move out really late these days. But these are not 20-year-old boys. Mm. They're 30-something-year-old men. Yeah. Who, um, did you see the fan with all the <laughs> dust on it? It was from 1970. We had one of those fans in our house. And he's Batman. Sh- yeah. And yeah, I really didn't, yeah. I'm yep. not impressed. I'm not impressed and I'm glad that they're highlighting it and everyone is like this watching it. <gasps> and, you know, and there'd be mm. a lot of men sitting next to their women at home going, I don't know what's wrong with it. Hopefully their women are going, let me tell you. Yeah. Let me tell let you. Let me tell you why this is the biggest turn off ever. And yeah. just that awful picture of her with the watermelon. Yeah, that was and the, just. Oh, vile. Absolutely vile. Imagine if she was a woman of colour. You know, because of the connotation with watermelon? I don't know that. You don't? No. Yeah, you you can't that, you know, back in the minstrel days and slavery after the mm-hmm. slavery and when men, people used to dress up um, as blackface and mm-hmm. the um, stereotype that they used was that um, black men were extremely lazy and idle and dumb and so if black men were used in movies they were had to play that character and um they ate a lot of watermelon because watermelon was really easy to grow um for the ones that were kind of um started their own farming and all that kind of thing so there are black people. It's a really interesting. I've got to find what I was just recently watching. Mm. Um, people of colour, I was these black women and men, they said they still to this day don't eat watermelon. Really? Yeah, because of what it meant back in the day. Same as fried chicken, watermelon and a hypodermic needle. You know, these are the stereotypical uh, jokes that were made for a mm. really long time about um black people in America and um, it came from those stereotype, 
characters. Wow, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, I'll find it and send it to you. We can pop it up on okay. the um on the Instagrams if you like for everyone to look at. So you got a chick in the new? Yeah, I do. I've got a bit of a different. Well, kind of. There's two chicks in the nows. I've been guess what? I've been listening to a podcast no, about like murder. Murder. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, this is just such a heartbreakingly unfair story that I just want to mention it because there are two amazing women involved, but also because this this one of these women really needs our help to get behind her and support her. So the podcast is called Who Killed Bob? And it's basically about a man called Bob. He's out at sea on a yacht. The yacht starts sinking. His body's never found. He's married to Sue. Sue is uh, called in the next morning saying, you know, the Four Winds yacht is sinking. Um, they go out there. They have a look around. There's blood spatter in the in the bottom of the, the, this boat. And it's huge. It's one of those huge yachts, you know, you go up and down and it's downstairs and upstairs and, you know. There's blood spatter, there's a knife, there's um, but there's no no body. Anyway, she's charged with murder. Why? She wasn't even there. <laughs> she wasn't there. There is no evidence that she paid someone. There's no, there's no evidence. There is no evidence. Zero. Nada. There's Where no Where did this happen? Tasmania. Oh, this is Australian. Yeah, yeah, it's really shocking, right? So this was this is in two thousand and nine. So they didn't even do their due diligence. They just charged her to get rid of the case. Yeah, no witnesses, no body, no motive, no murder weapon, and no forensics against didn't her. You it's said there was a knife. It wasn't attached to the to the okay. murder. They couldn't they couldn't prove that. Um, yeah, and so it was all circumstantial evidence. Yeah. Despite this, there was a large volume um, of DNA sample that was found on the deck of the yacht. It was about yeah. a, um, a dinner plate's worth. Yeah. The police said that that was DNA that was brought in by a policeman on his boot. Right. So they basically just, they, they this one policeman who is an absolute Cunt, he pinned her for it and then just had tunnel vision and just would not let her and just said, It's her, it's her, it's her. She was obviously the next day she was in shock. So she got questioned quite a bit and she just, you can see the tapes of her being questioned and she's trying to help and going, Oh, I don't know, maybe it was this time that I went there. And then I, because she'd been on the yacht the night before, she got a dinghy to, to the shore. And went home and then was told the next day about, you know, what, what had happened. Anyway, she's been in jail. So this is coming up to her 13th year. Oh, my God. What if she did do it? She didn't. There is absolutely no way that she's done it. So there's a woman. So her name's um, Sue Neil Fraser. So she has an um, alibi and everything. She doesn't – well, she has – she doesn't have an alibi, but there's absolutely no way she could have done it. And someone's come out. So the person whose DNA was found on the 
Yacht mm. is a young homeless girl who has come out and said on 60 Minutes that she was on the yacht with her boyfriend. She saw her boyfriend bludgeon um, Bob to death what? and throw his body overboard. She said it. She's admitted that she's been there and she saw it and her DNA has been found. And even despite this, the police oh my God. She will hasn't been not exonerated. listen and she has not been exonerated. Her latest appeal um, has just failed again, has been denied. So what can we do? Okay, so the podcast is called Who Killed Bob and it's done by a woman called Eve Ash who is unbelievable. Eve Ash is also a filmmaker, documentarian. She's also done a TV special that's called and um, it's called Undercurrent. So if you, you know, I'd say watch that, listen to mm-hmm. the podcast. Eve mm-hmm. Ash is, she's just, she gets the help of this, of a, retired detective and the two of them kind of battle through the system to try and you know get this appeal they put together this massive you know they they do a thing and they get all the files and the things and they give it to the they give it to the um the the tasmanian uh premiere and they say this is this is and he he says i can't get involved this is not you know it's just it's like so small town old time it is ye olde time like they will well, not we get the, um, listen. We have to get to her, the Governor General involved yeah. or something. So you can go to savesue.com, Okay, sign the petition for an independent. They're looking for an independent. Yeah. Um, you know what do they call that? A royal Inquiry. commission. Yeah. A royal commission into this because it's there is. There is zero chance that she has done this, right? Mm-hmm. So if, even if you look at what they, what the prosecutor's case is and they're saying that she hit Bob over the head with a wrench that doesn't exist, this wrench is never found, this is what they, and this is their case, right? And it's so fucking wrong. Yeah. They yeah. say that she hit oh, him over the head. Woman, woman. He felt, he, that he fell down. He's in the bottom layer of the. She's a what seventy kilogram, sixty five kilogram woman, right? We're mm. talking a grown man. Mm-hmm. They reckon she's tied him up. She's used the um, one of the sail rope things. I don't know as a as a wrench, as a wrench, wench, mm. yeah, wench, wench yep. She on her own has lifted him from the bottom, dragged him three levels upstairs. A weightless dead body onto the onto the um, deck, then tied a fire extinguisher around him that she can hardly lift, like an old fashioned fire extinguisher. Mm. She's tied that around his body. She's put him and the fire extinguisher into a dinghy, and she's drove the dinghy out to sea and dumped him overboard. As if. <laughs> And there's I can't all that this got through court. That it is. I mean, it, it'll make you so angry. It makes me so angry. That poor woman. And the, that poor woman has been sitting in jail for this is she's coming up to her thirteenth year, and Eve Ash is just this amazing woman. She's like, I can't believe I've gotten involved in this, and she mm. spent she spent this. The same amount of time fighting for this woman to try to you know, the podcast podcast has just come out, but. If you look at the documentaries and stuff, she's been working on this case for you know over ten years, and I, just, um, I can see that you signed it three yeah. hours ago and and chipped in. I'm too chipping in as well. Yeah, I you just can signed s- it and chipped in. 
You can sign the petition. If you chip in, it's basically advertising money for them to share the petition to more people. Yeah. Which I think is great. Done. Oh, my She only needs, I think, what is it? They're looking for 35,000. I think they're up to 30,000 or just over 30,000 signatures. So she's really close. And um, we just, everyone has to do whatever they can to get this poor woman out of jail because it is just. That is, how old is she now? So she would be, I think, in her 60s. She, her health oh has deteriorated. God. She's now in a wheelchair. Oh, um, my God. She has, you know, daughters. Just, she has grandchildren. Yeah. Um, the daughter gets involved. Imagine that happening to your mum. Oh, I just, it's, I have no words. Like it really is such a miscarriage of justice. I don't see, I don't get it. I do not no. get it how this can happen in our, you know, in our day and age. What I don't understand is I'm just looking at the website, the Save Sue, 2021, Mm. November 30, and then backwards, The Guardian, Seven News, ABC News, The Examiner, The Canberra Times, Mm. The Mercury, Mm. ABC News again, The Mercury again, The Mercury again, The Mercury again, The Chronicle. It doesn't, like, the Tas Parliament Legislative Council, the Honorary Mike Gaffney presented critical failures. This, yeah, yep. why is this? St- she's still in the Daily Telegraph now. Wrongful yep. convictions report. Yeah, the Advocate. Like, what more can we do, people? Well, well like, this what? is the thing. So, yeah, a petition is now where we're at. A petition. I know that, that legally. Mm-hmm. This is not being looked into. Yeah, and you know when they start when they start digging when they start getting close. Eve mm. Eve Ash, who's a mm. fucking fearless legend, mm. she she really you know starts digging and she goes back to all these people, interviews all these people, and blah blah blah. All this stuff starts happening. They start getting their phones tapped. They start oh, getting that, that just one of that the investors, one of the cameramen, one of the cameramen gets arrested for something completely unrelated. Mm-hmm. They go to talk to a witness the next day. That witness gets arrested and taken away so they can't talk to them. They go and interview people in jail the next like minute. Old that person's moved. Corruption. It is. It is. It sounds like Roger Rogerson shit that we are just supposed to not have in this country anymore. No, it's that poor woman. And Eve yeah. Ash, you're a legend. Eve Ash is a bloody right. legend. So we we salute you. If yep. you can sign the petition, savesue.com. Share it around. You can, you can write a you can write a letter to Sue as well in prison. There's an address there that you can um you can write to her a PO box and just let her know that we've not forgotten about her and that we're really, you know, trying to um mm. to to help because she needs to she needs to get out. She needs she mm-hmm. she does not belong in jail. Absolutely not. And also, you can write to all the Park Street refugees as well in Melbourne that are still in detention after nine years. Just just adding that as well. Like people oh, yeah. who are in detention in this country mm. who should not be in detention, like yeah. Sue and like our refugees. So just you know. You can talk to these people. It's quite incredible. Oh, wow. That's, that's It'll awful. make you so – and I think you'll – I know you don't really like the true crime stuff, but I think you will yeah. will just 
it, it will infuriate you like because you're a facts-based person, right? So you yeah. and you're already going, but what about, and was there an alibi? It's like once you look at the evidence, you just look but at the evidence. It's pure corruption, pure corruption, There's, like cover-ups yeah. and corruption yeah. and um, lies, 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 yeah. and yeah, payoffs, like yeah. absolute payoffs to judges and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, don't sue me, but not saying any names, but they are. there are a lot of people being paid off here to not get involved. Absolutely, and- absolutely. And the, the head police investigator recently last year was awarded some fucking medal for his contribution to the Sue Neil Fraser case. Oh, that stinks. This is like... It's it is it's old disgusting. school. Yep, mobster stuff. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Jesus. It really is. So the more people who know about it, yeah, Evash, we bloody salute you. Keep going, keep going. Yeah, jeez, right. I've got something a little bit more fun, a bit lighter, a bit lighter. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm going to tell you about a woman today. Yes who is quite unknown. Oh, good. That's the point of the podcast. Yeah, but known. You do know her son quite well. Okay. Do you remember? No. Um, Young comedian, not so young anymore, born in 1969, man called Jack Black. I know Jack Black. One of our favourites. One of our favourites. Yes. Well, every time I've ever seen him in an interview, they always ask him about his mum and he's like, yeah, she's a total brainiac. Like, yeah, <laughs> she did shit. Like she did shit. Yeah. Can I just say. Good. Her name is Judith Love Cohen. Great name. Right. Uh, she was born in 1933. Mm-hmm. And she's an American aerospace engineer. Holy shit. She worked as an ele- electrical engineer on the Minute Man missile. Missile? Missile? Missile. Missile. Minute man. So they put a little tiny man into space. Yeah, I don't know what the minute man, I'm just clicking on that. What is the minute man? It is uh, an American land-based intercontinental ballistic missile in service with the Air Force Global Strike Command. As of 2021, the minute man 3 version is the only land-based ICBM in service in the United States and represents the land leg of the U.S., Done. I mean, is a missile, we know what that is now. Is a missile a good thing? Really, probably well, not. Yeah, but... you've got to have a missile ready to go, my love. Because right. if okay. Russia goes us, we got us. We're <laughs> their allies. We've got to have missiles ready. you got to because yeah. crazy people like Putin and Trump uh, can just push red buttons at any given moment. Yeah. And if you right. don't have a missile ready to go, yeah. Yeah. All right. well, you're just the dumb dumb, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. All right. Anyway, so that's what she did, um, and she was the science ground station. Um, she worked on the science ground station for the Hubble Space Telescope, oh, and tracking and data relay satellite, and the Apollo space program. Now wow. this is very, very, very interesting. Going to go to her uh, early life first. She was born into a Jewish family. Mm-hmm. Um, blah 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 blah. Boring. She was also a um, very very talented ballet dancer. Oh, she by <laughs> she when she was at school, she just got paid to do everyone's math homework. Uh, by nineteen, she was studying to become an engineer 
in college mm. and dancing at the ballet at the Metropolitan Opera in oh New York. Oh, my God. Engineer slash ballet dancer. Yes. She received a scholarship to Brooklyn College to major in math. Uh-huh. but realised she preferred engineering. After two years at Brooklyn College, she married and moved to California working as a junior engineer for North American Aviation. Uh-huh. She said that she went and got her BS and MS programs at USC without ever meeting another female engineering student. Bloody believe it. What year is this? Uh, 19. So she was 19. Be... So she was born in 33. So uh 55 or no you know 33 to 53 52 1952 there you go you made me do math and I don't want to be a math teacher couldn't figure that out yourself thank you good work yeah um so yeah she she was working and um studying at the same time she received both her bachelor's and master's degrees from usc vertebrae school of engineering in 1957 and 1962 respectively and continued her association with the university serving as astronautical engineering advisory board member in 1982, she became a graduate of the UCLAX Engineering Executive Program. Now, her career began in 1952 when she worked as a junior engineer at the North American Aviation. After graduation from school, she went on and um, worked um, for the Northrop Gunman Group. Mm-hmm. She stayed with the company until her retirement in 1990. Her engineering work included, as I've said, the Minute Man missile mm. and the abort guidance system and the polar, uh, sorry, the Apollo lunar module. Ooh. The AGS, which is the abort guidance system, played an important role in the safe return of Apollo 13 after an oxygen tank explosion left the service module crippled and forced the astronauts yes. to loo- to use the lunar module as a lifeboat. That she had built. You wait until you hear oh my what, ha- God. what was happening. Supplies of electrical power and water on the, on the LM were limited and the primary guidance and navigation system used too much water for cooling. As a result, after a major LM descent, engine burned. Sorry, what's LM? That's the um, lunar module. Okay. So after a major lunar module descent, engine burned, two hours past its closest approach to the moon to shorten the trip home, the AGS, which is the uh, Apollo abort, uh, sorry, abort guidance system, was used for most of the return. Oh, including two mid-course corrections. This is all happening on the way back. Yeah, yeah. According to her son, Neil, my mother usually considered her work on the Apollo program to be the highlight of her career. When disaster struck the Apollo 13 mission, it was the abort guidance system that brought the astronauts home safely. Judy was there when the Apollo 13 astronauts paid a thank you to the TRW facility in Redondo Beach. Oh, what a legend. So in 1990, after retiring from practice as an engineer, she began a publishing company. Of course, because that's what you do, don't you? Called Cascade Pass with her third husband, David Katz. The two published 
um, a series of books. If the You Can Be a Woman series yes. to encourage very young girls to pursue careers in science and engineering. The Green series focuses on promoting positive environmental practices aimed at young children. So that's the two types of books yeah, that they they did. The Cascade Pass is their publishing. Unreal. They sold more than 100,000 books of their um, children's books in these two series. Um, it also published a book called The Women of Apollo, written by um, her daughter-in-law, which mm-hmm. features short biographies of four women who helped put the first man on the moon, Cohen, amongst them. Oh, unreal. She married her fellow engineer in the mid-50s. Then she divorced him in the mid-60s and ended up marrying a guy called Thomas William Black who converted to Judaism for her. Mm. And in 1969 they had a son called Jack Black. Oh. It is recorded that she was troubleshooting problems with the schematics when she went into labour on the day she called her boss to let them know that she had fixed it with the Apollo thing. Sorry. And then she just delivered a baby. The tsunami, tsunami, and I'm now just got to have a baby. Excuse me. One yeah. sec. Just, I'll be back yeah. in a tick. I'm just going to have a baby. If that she, doesn't say oh. women can do absolutely Far everything, then nothing else does. Nothing. Um, That's incredible. She, she Absolutely incredible. Incredible. She um she un- unfortunately died in nineteen sorry in twenty sixteen. Oh yeah. She's just such an incredible she was eighty two when she died. Yeah. And she leaves behind four children, uh three ex well, one widow and two ex husbands and a fuckload of incredible reputation like yeah that's in, that's incredible amazing and, i mean we all know jack black we've yeah. all heard of the apollo 13 yeah but did we know that jack black's mum helped guide that back to earth no no that abort guidance system wow she and she was you know tinkering with schematics that day just having a tinker. Oh, look, I'm just gonna have a tinker, and then I'm gonna pop. I'm gonna oh. pop out. I'm gonna have a baby. Yeah, and I'll be straight. I bet I'll she be was straight, straight back at work as well. She would have been asking, holding her <sighs> newborn son. How are they? Did they get home? Okay? go. What's yeah. happened? Yeah. yeah, they're all back, completely safe Thanks. and sound. Thanks to you. They used the majority of that flight back using your system. Unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. He must be so proud of his mum. They all are. They all are. Mm, mm. Yeah, because you mentioned that yesterday when we were chatting and I was like, I have no idea. I've never yeah. heard him. I've never heard him mention um, his mum, mm. but that's incredible. Mm. Yeah, and he's a huge um, advocate for women as well. And yeah. that's why I've always liked about him, apart mm. from his work, is that when you do see interviews with him, yeah. he the way he speaks about his wife Yes. You know, the way he speaks about men, he's just like, we are not worthy. Yeah. To what they can do. So that's uh, Judith Love Cohen. Judith Love Cohen. We do. And rest in peace. You you. made a huge difference in this world. I was going to suggest a new segment. Okay. Men and allies in Chick Street. Yeah, I was going to suggest a, um, a pro. 
a section where we talk about men who are pro-feminists, mm, pro-feminism, um, and and men who support um, who support feminism and the and the women's movement because there are a lot of them, but there are a few of mm. them, mm. and I think they need a bit of a mention. Yeah, they can have a mention. They're not getting praise though for doing the bare minimum. Doing the bare minimum. Doing the bare minimum. Doing the bare minimum. Okay, well, I wanted to mention today Justin Trudeau. But, yeah, in 2015 he made international headlines for establishing the first gender-balanced cabinet in Canada. In response to media questions, he said, because it's 2015. Yeah. Um, And he urged men not to be afraid of using the word feminist. He said, I'm going to keep saying it loud and clearly that I am a feminist until it is met with a shrug. He explained further what that meant for him. It shouldn't be something that creates a reaction. It's simply saying that I believe in the equality of men and women and that we still have an awful lot of work to do here Mm -hmm. that's like saying the sky is blue and the grass is green yeah yeah so a little shout out to justin trudeau who is is doing the bare minimum thank you doing the bare minimum thank you because it it is the bare minimum that that shouldn't even be done being had to be done but it it is and thanks for doing it (laughs) you're not a fan of the new segment no no, I like it actually. I like it, but it's a really good point to make. Yeah. We don't celebrate these men for doing the bare minimum. We don't praise them for doing the bare minimum because that's what the patriarch. Yeah. That's what we do. We praise men for stacking a dishwasher properly. You're and right. We've got to stop doing it. We've got to say, yeah, not even thank you, not thank you. You're doing the bare. You're doing what should be done, and we're not going to thank you for it because what? Do you, yeah. Like thanking someone for having the sky be green or blue. Blue, yeah. The grass be green and the sky be blue. That's just the bare minimum. That's how it should be. That's just what it is. So I like this segment. Okay. Let's point it out that, you know, these are men who are just catching up. Yeah. And trying right. to get other men to catch up. Just do the bare minimum. Have a lovely week. Have a lovely week. Every all. week. We'll see Every you week. Everyone. Everyone. What? what? And we'll see you next week. Dun 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 dun